Well, I want to talk to you tonight about the subject of, of healing, the healing God. He's a miracle God. How many of you know that he's a miracle God? If you don't know that, I'm hope, hopefully come to convince you of that tonight because he is a healing God. He's a miracle God. And uh, I'm preaching on this. Guess why I'm preaching on this? Because you asked for it. Because you asked for it. I got to pick up my megaphone just for a minute because I got to tell you something. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. How many of you know it's impossible to please God without faith? It's impossible. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Say that with me. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. It's impossible to please God without faith. You can't hear me, Austin? Can you hear me now? I want to talk to you about that tonight. We're going to read a few scriptures. I, would, I almost want to read them through this thing right here, but I'm like, man. That's a lot of megaphone. Exodus 15, 26. If you have your Bibles, just bounce with me for a moment. I do hope you have your Bible. You never have to bring your Bible as long as you have it memorized. If you don't got it memorized, it should be one of the number one things that you pack. Some of you... God, I know you pack guns. I, got, I, I, I understand, but I'd rather pack my Bible than a gun. Exodus 15, 26. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the disease I brought on the Egyptians. I am the Lord who heals you. These first scriptures are in the Old Testament for a reason. Exodus 23, 25. Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Jeremiah 30.17. But I will restore to you health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. Jeremiah 33, 6, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Psalms 32, Faith comes from hearing and hearing. Y'all hear what I'm doing tonight? Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Do you understand what I'm doing? Oh, good, good, good. I'm I'm glad you got that. 
Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. Psalms 103, one of my favorite Psalms of all time. Praise the Lord. Some version says, bless the Lord. My soul and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your sins and who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. I chose all of these Old Testament passages because if God is the healer of the Old Testament, how much more is he the healer in the New Testament? Isaiah 53.1, this is a prophetic word spoken of Jesus. And he begins with this very first scripture. It says, who has believed what he has heard from us? Somebody say believed. believed. That's important right there, believed. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed? Believing Jesus heals today is very important. If you don't believe that, that's probably what you'll get. It's vital that you actually believe what Jesus says. It's important that you believe that he's the healer if you're going to experience healing. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? My daughter right here on the front row, she used to preach this ABCs of faith. She heard her dad preach it so many times. I remember her little girl videoing herself with a little family camera. She up there preaching the ABCs of faith. Why is that so important to me? And why was she preaching it? Because faith comes this way. First of all, the full totality of faith comes from our confession. See, confession, we confess. We confess, even coming to know Christ, we confess him as Lord. We believe in our heart. That's very, very important. But there's also this A. Somebody say action. There's the confession, the believing, and the action. I believe that faith actually can be seen. And so many times I think we get stuck in the, the confession and the believing. But where's the action? Where's the actual stepping out of the boat? Let me read a few scriptures to you tonight. The first two scriptures are Jesus in one chapter and what he says about faith and why he did or actually why faith did what it did to individuals. Two different stories in one chapter. Check this out, Matthew 22, 922. But Jesus turned around and when he saw, everybody say saw, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith. Somebody say your faith. Look at your neighbor right there and say your faith. Look at your other neighbor and kind of preach at him and say your faith. He didn't say, he didn't say Jesus' faith. He said your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Somebody say your faith. You better confess, you better believe, but you better activate your faith because I believe that faith can actually be seen. Same story, verse 29. Just, I'm sorry, same chapter, verse 20, 29. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. 
and their eyes were healed. I love this story in Mark 2. This is such a cool story because Jesus is packed. People surrounding me. Nobody can get to it. This brother can't even breathe hardly because so many people are around Jesus. And this is not about Jesus's faith or about one person's faith, but it was about a group of people's faith because they're bringing this paralytic to Jesus. They can't even get to Jesus because there's so many people and they're like, hey, yo, Let's get on the roof, cut a hole in the top of the shack, and we're going to lower this dude down right before Jesus. Can you imagine those four guys? One of them is probably the church administrator. All you got is administrator. You got to get organized. Get in line. You got another one who's tenacious. Come on. We can do this. You got this other one full of faith going, hey, I know he's going to heal him. And you got this other one. Man, you will just chill. Let's, let's have compassion on this guy. You got all these personalities bringing this guy, lowering him down, and look what takes place. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, They uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through and they let down the bed with the paralytic was lying, when Jesus, look at this, this is very beautiful for you to see. When Jesus saw their faith. Hey, they wasn't just like, uh, let's just all confess together. Let's just believe, let's confess. Jesus will heal our brother. Let's just all believe together. Just, come on, believe, believe, believe. Just believe real hard. Confess and believe. No, they actually activated their faith. This is a big gap, I think, a lot of times in Christianity. We confess all day long. We believe all day long. But I think there's a place where we need to step out of the boat. I bet I would, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker any day of the week. Jesus could see their faith. What ignites our believing, our faith? I mean, really, what is it? What, how does this happen? Well, I think that God gives each of us No, I don't think. I know that he gives each believer a measure of faith. Say that with me, a measure of faith. And then there's just the God's grace. God's grace on a person. Unmerited favor. I mean, you, you, it's just God's sovereign grace on certain people. It's just, it's there. And then I believe there's a desperation. You remember the story of Hezekiah? How many of you remember the story of Hezekiah? Come on, you got to read your Bibles. How many of you remember the story of Hezekiah? Jesus looks at it. God says, prophesied to this guy, he's going to die, get his house in order. Hezekiah gets real desperate right there, begins to cry out to God. God changes his mind and gives him 15 more years. Can, Can somebody say desperation? There's something about desperation. And when faith hits, something happens. And then you have the renewing of the mind. Just my mind being renewed, knowing what Jesus has done for me. And then knowledge knowing that God wants to do what he said he was going to do. The Bible says for the lack of knowledge, people perish. You need to know God's word. And then there's the activation. Say that with me, activation. Activation. 
acting on our faith, contending for our faith. I want to go through this very beautiful passage of Scripture that is a prophecy that came to pass. If you have your Bible, turn to Isaiah 53. It will be, you will be able to cheat. You will be able to see it on the Sky Bible. Isaiah 53. I'm going to go through this and talk to you about some some different words in the Scripture. Like, is this really... Is this really talking about Jesus? And is this really for today? She says yes. I want to prove that to you. She says yes, and 99% of you may say no, but I don't know. Look what it says. I got to get my megaphone out for this one right here. Just, just, Just one word, just one word. Surely, surely. Surely, surely, he has borne our griefs, he's carried our sorrows. Look right here, you'll see he, everyone say caps. That's just not Sam down the road. This is capital because it's talking about the J to the E to the S-U-S. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him, capital him, stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he, capital H, was wounded for our transgressions. He, capital H, was bruised for our, our equities. The chastisement for our peace was upon capital H him. And by capital H his stripes, we are healed. Surely, surely means certainly. It means nevertheless. It means surely, truly, verily. Surely, this has taken place. Surely. See, Jesus, the Messiah, suffered for you and I. Why did Jesus suffer for you and I? Just somebody give me an answer. Because I'm going to tell you anyway. He suffered for you and I because of our sin. Because of my sin. Everyone say, because of my sin. Because I don't want you thinking it's like Logan's sin or Craig's sin. Or, it's your sin. It's my sin. He suffered because of my sin and your sin and the sin of the entire world. And he suffered because sin impacts all of us and every area of our life. Sin impacts you physically. Sin impacts you emotionally. Sin impacts you mentally. And sin impacts you spiritually. So guess what Jesus had to do? He had to take on the suffering for all of those areas of your life. He took on your suffering because of your mental problems, your emotional problems, your physical ailments, and your spiritual problems. Jesus did all of this, not just for physical. You heard Bob talk about uh, emotional healing last week. I'm going to tell you, it was all dealt with 
in Isaiah 53 and what Jesus went through for you and I. Jesus took on our sin, our suffering, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. Why? Because of our sin. Because we are a fallen people and we live in a fallen state. So God had to do something only he could do. I want you to look at these words today because I need you to know that this is more than just physical healing. Some of you right now, you're not just jacked up physically. You got something going on mentally or emotionally or spiritually. And I want to let you know that Jesus did it all. I think one of my jobs is to convince you in that, to equip you in that, to encourage you in that. And right now, some of you, are, you're resisting it right now. Just like, well, 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 J-O, J-O. If, come on now, you're kind of radical. If that's true, why aren't we seeing it? Well, seeing it might be your problem. I'm not feeling it, J-O. I'm not seeing it. That might be your problem. Because we don't walk by. We walk by. We walk by faith. We don't walk by feeling and seeing and this natural. For a while, we don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are unseen are eternal. Sometimes we're not seeing it because that's our problem. Look at these words. He bore our griefs. Say that with me. We're going through this. We're going through this tonight. Say this with me, griefs. I want you to see that grief is not grief, but it's griefs. Every one of these is plural. Say this with me, griefs. Listen to what griefs mean so that you understand it's not just about a tumor or a cancer. Jesus did. He, it's like a full body workover. Griefs, malady, anxiety, calamity, disease, sickness, grief, sickness, grief. Jesus, look, 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 look at me. Jesus took on your grief. Have you ever been faced with grief, Jail? Oh, yeah. Parents got killed when I was eight. Went to my, my sister's wreck, saw her laying beside a road at 17, dead, three months pregnant. I have seen grief, but I can't live in grief. Now, you can choose to live in grief. Go ahead and see where that gets you. Jesus took on our grief. You don't have to live there forever. Look, at, look what else he did. He carried our sorrows. Say that with me, sorrows, plural. Sorrows is anguish. Grief, pain, sorrow. Physical pain and mental pain. Guess who paid for it? Every inch of it. He carried he bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. Look at the next one. Wounded for our transgressions. You're not just a transgressor. We have transgressions. Are you feeling me? What are transgressions? You, we revolt. We are rebellious. Being a rebel. Somebody say rebel. 
Anybody else a rebel in this room other than me? I used to be a rebel. Now I'm a rebel for Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? I'm a rebel for Jesus now. I, got, I, I finally can have a license to be a rebel. But it's a rebel for righteousness. It's a, it's a rebel for purity. Come on. Transgression. A revolt. Rebellion. Sin. Transgress. Trespass. He, listen, was wounded for our transgressions. Look at our next one. This one gets pretty heavy. Our inequities. Our. Say that with me. Our. Because you can, you can instantly right here go, all oh, His. Hers. What are inequities? Perversity, evil. Ooh, got quiet. Got real quiet. Mischief, punishment, perversity, depravity, guilt, inequity, guilt of conscience. Are y'all feeling me? Guess what? The good news is. Oh, wow. Somebody's like, I'm out of here, man. I've already put it in the map. I'm out of here. It's like, I'll take a left on Kathleen and leave the church right now. Because he's talking about inequities. Wow. I'm going to get in my car. I'm out of here. Bye. Don't blame me. (laughs) That's awesome. I love to have fun in church. That's a good time to have a break after you're like, perversion. <laughs> Perversity. University of perversity. Whoa. Wow. Everyone say peace. He was chased for our peace. Guess how Jesus did all of this? How? By his stripes. His stripes. We took communion earlier. By his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. That word heal is Rapha. He is the Lord God who heal. He cures us. He makes us whole. He's the great physician. He repairs us. Come on. He makes us helpful. He is our healer. He's Jehovah. By his stripes, you were healed. I don't believe it, J.O. Your faith be it unto you. I crazily believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. Surely, surely. Does this really apply to Jesus, our Messiah, New Testament today? She says yes again. (laughs) Listen to this, Matthew 8, 16 through 17. 
I want you to see a few scriptures. Listen to this real good. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. See, that's not talking about just a physical healing right there. There's some mental brokenness right there. There's some possession there. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all. Say that with me, all. all. He didn't go, uh, yes, yet, nope, nope, Canadian, nope. <laughs> he didn't do that. I said he didn't do that. Wow, Stephen. And it says this, healed all who were sick, that it might, listen, 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 listen. Was that Isaiah 53 talking about Jesus? And is it for today? And, and is it really Jesus? And is it really a prophecy? And really, is it, is it honestly today? That it might be fulfilled, say that with me, fulfilled, which was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses, infirmities. What is that? Feebleness, feebleness of mind, of body, a malady, morally frailty, disease, infirmity, sickness, weakness. What a sickness means, disease, infirmity, sickness. I'm, I'm, I'm going to convince you tonight that Jesus took care of your sickness in every area of your life. And then I go, is it for today? We use this scripture all the time, uh, Hebrews 13, 8 through 9. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I went, does it really mean that though? She says yes. I did my best without looking to man's opinion on looking at the, the Greek in this and looking up yesterday, today, and forever. And my solid conclusion is that it really means that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it says, do not be carried away with various and strange doctrines. People have tried to stop what Jesus began to put a halt to healing by strange, wicked doctrine that is untrue. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. What is a various and strange doctrine? I would say something various and strange is saying that Jesus' healing has ceased. Cessation. Come to an end. Brought to an end. You think that Jesus did everything that he did to go, oh, you know what? At this day right here, I'm just going to put everything on brakes. You know who's put it on brakes? Is man. Oh, I... Oh, obviously, I, I prayed for someone that didn't get healed. Oh, it's not for today. 
We don't walk by sight. I don't walk by feelings. I don't walk by what I can sense. I don't walk by my five senses. I walk by faith. Strange. You know what that word strange means? Alien. It's an alien. Alien, listen to this, without the knowledge of, without a share in. Strange doctrine, an alien doctrine, without the knowledge of. I mentioned this earlier, without not. People are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. If you don't understand what Jesus did in Isaiah or what was prophesied in Isaiah 53 and then what Jesus walked out in and understand it is for you today, if you don't have the knowledge of it, the Bible says a person could be destroyed. Look what Peter says. Peter 1, 2 through 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. Listen to this. Now we're going to go past tense. By whose stripes you were. Come on, somebody say were. Were healed. He bore our sins and he was wounded for our healing. Jesus, anointed. God who anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, and God was with him. Beautiful, huh? Let me just close with reading a few scriptures about what Jesus did. Matthew 4, 23 through 24. Jesus went out about Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. This, then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various disease and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. How long will you say that it's not for today? And reason, reason. I'm going to put my Western reasoning on. The Bible is an Eastern book. And we Westernize it. Reason the snot out of it. There's other scriptures. I'll just shout them out. Matthew uh, 9.35. Matthew 10.1. Matthew 12.15. My goodness, the New Testament is full of scriptures of Jesus healing. Jesus healed a woman crippled of 18 years. Jesus healed a woman just touching her, uh, him touching, her touching the garment, uh, issue of uh, blood for 12 years. Blind Bartimaeus, Jesus have mercy upon, heals blind Bartimaeus, the leper. Hey, are you willing? I'm, I'm willing. He heals 10 lepers says on your way while they went on their way sometimes there's a process or a progression of healing there's a shriveling of hand he healed blind eyes he healed he raised the dead come on that's healing somebody Jesus not Jesus she's Jesus like but it's my wife she's like Christ like but last week 
someone asked her to pray a certain way for this, this lady and, and Radine felt immediately to pray for her feet. But that's not why she was asking for prayer, but Jesus spoke through Radine to pray for her feet. Prayed for her feet. The woman comes back later and says, man, I've had this problem with my feet and now my feet has given me no pain. Come on, Jesus heals. Jesus is the healer. I, Radine's not the healer. I'm not the healer. Steve's not the healer. Jesus is the healer. He heals through us. He proclaims and preaches through us. But we're just vessels that he uses. But he wants to use us. Jesus heals today because he loves. He paid the price for your healing. He bore, carried, wounded, and will strike for them. He is the healer today.